Hey everyone, so thank you for joining us for the Aesthetic Immersion Podcast. We'll be talking about all things aesthetics, fillers, threads, lasers, neurotoxin techniques, and, and even interviewing people in the aesthetic community. So thanks for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Good evening. Hi everybody. How's thank everybody doing? Thank you for joining. We hope you're doing really well. Welcome um, to AI Live. Yes, <laughs> yes. AI Live is here once again, like we're here every month. And we want to thank you for watching us and, en and uh, enjoying what we have to share. We have interesting stuff for this show, so uh, hang tight. We're going to kind of go over a few housekeeping things, huh? A few housekeeping things. Well, actually, first thing they wanted us to talk about was what have we been up to? This last month, yeah. Where have we, what have we done? Which we did something fun together, didn't we? We did. We got to go to London. We got to go to <laughs> London. So, yeah, yes. we were asked to go to London. By Mint. We were there doing our uh, our talks yeah. uh, for Mint Threads. So, that was fun. It was neat. It was, a, it it was, was a master class. It was, and we met... So many providers from all over the world. I know. Everywhere. We met now I need to go around the world to travel. Now to now go. we're gonna be going to Thailand for, for <laughs> ICAD. Now we're gonna <laughs> so we meet all these friends. Now we gotta go to Europe. So Yeah, yes. so we had a lot of fun and um we shopped. Yeah, we oh come on. Mm -mm, not just me. <laughs> we both we both went shopping. But we had we had fun, yeah. We had a lot of fun. We're beyond blessed. I know. We're beyond blessed. Yeah. yeah. So it's really neat to and share what we've learned. I'll be gone. Starting Sunday. Back to London. <laughs> That's not Vacation fair. Vacation time. I'll be working. I'll be here. I'm working. So DM her. <laughs> you have questions. DM Lori. No, he'll be on vacation. DM him. <laughs> People DM me for with questions for you. Really, he's approachable, you guys. Feel free to. He's lonely. DM him. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we have, Lori? We have some courses coming up, we right? We do. We do. On July 23rd, we have our biostimulants course. I know a lot of people have been asking about um, biostimulants. I think Lori and I believe it's kind of the future of aesthetics mm -hmm. that you really, really need to get into. Um, so we're going to be teaching about PLLA as well as uh, Kaha, hyperdilute radius. So you'll get to inject both of them at the course. So if you're looking for a hands-on course, um, we have a few spots open um, still. I think there's only like four, four left. Open. Um, so if you're interested in joining us for the biostimulants and getting hands-on, um, understanding kind of dilutions, kind of where, where we're placing these things, mm -hmm. um, join us. Check out the website. Yeah, um, and, yeah, and these click on to register. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whole different way to inject these different plane of tissue. It's really important that you know your planes yeah. and what these will do and how long they take to work. So it's it's totally different than fillers. So if you're, uh, we get a lot of DMs asking mm -hmm. about biostimulants and things like this. So come on in, come to California, sun, sunny Southern California, and <laughs> you know while you're here, Disneyland is 15 minutes away. So it's come true. come to Disneyland. Happiest place on earth, right? Right. <laughs> I think so. All right, and then what else? Oh, the aesthetic show's July. coming up. July, we're going to bring the aesthetic immersion to the aesthetic show. Yes, we are. So if you guys um, can't and weren't able to make it and you guys want to join us at a conference, we're actually taking um, our kind of our foundations course to the aesthetic, Im uh, to the aesthetic show. It's going to be the day before the conference, so it's going to be on July 7th. Um, we have two levels. Level one is going to be really about the foundations, talking about toxins and fillers and really delving into that. And then level two is where we have 
um, a bunch of KOLs actually injecting different areas from temples through under eyes to jaw lines. Um, so join us for the whole day if you can. Uh, level one, level two. It's going to be in Las Vegas. Who doesn't want to go there? Yeah, the win. It's beautiful. <coughs> and level two actually will be the entire day. Yeah. So it's not just two to five. You get you're there from nine to five, and um, you get to go to the whole thing. Yes. So it's uh, <coughs> pretty cool. Yeah, we have a uh, very interesting level one um, for you guys. So it's it, there's a lot of information, and yep. you need to know that there's a four hour didactic that you need to go through oh. and watch before. before you even get to level before you even get to the course. So people think level one is beginner. It's not really beginner. It's just all the foundations that you've probably never learned in your years of injecting that have to do with toxins and fillers. Mm -hmm. But the four hours before will give you a good precursor um, and a good primer for the course that we're gonna be teaching. So try to come for the whole day, do level one and level two. Yeah. So you'll have everything from the didactic to us talking and talking about toxins and fillers and facial right. anatomy, and then going on to the last half of the day where you're gonna watch people inject different specific areas of the face. Yeah, and then we'll be at the booth. So if you do go to the aesthetic show this year, um, our booth number is gonna be 515. Um, so come by and say hi to us. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we're, we're excited to meet all of you guys. And then for you guys that are part of our mentorship program. Um, we have a party. Yeah. We're going to do like a little wine and cheese thing. Yeah. So Friday night, we're going to get together. So we'll yeah. let everybody in our mentorship program know about that so we can have it. We call it a, a what was it, a romance and cheese? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> in our team says it's like a cheese and romance thing. <laughs> but it's gonna we're going to get together. We want all of you guys in our mentorship program yep. to meet with us. And we want to hang out with you guys. Yeah. And of course, if you guys haven't men, uh, joined our mentorship, um, we have three different levels, a starter level, an insider level, and then our founders level. Um, it's our online library of things. We've been filming. We've been filming all day today. Yep, we have. Um, we're, we're approaching everything. We, you know, we start off with toxins and fillers, and we're jumping into threads. And as you can see, we're jumping into business. So the, we're, we're trying to make it an all-encompassing type of uh, a library and we, we just film things on energy-based devices and so we're okay. trying to make it a complete thing for everybody in the aesthetic field that want to learn I think the, the a lot of people that do these schools like hone it down to one mm -hmm. section we're trying to be broad about it um, so if there's other topics you guys want us to talk about um, and you guys are joined or are members of it let us know yeah. Email us at learn at theaestheticimmersion.com. So email our team if you have any ideas of what you want to learn, and we can pull it into our didactic, and we can yeah. um, do some presentations modules. on it, do yep. modules on it. Perfect. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We have our special guest today. We do. So tonight <laughs> we are starting our AI business, and we've had a lot of requests from people that that maybe they're business owners or they want to get into business or open their own practice and they're so much involved in the running of a business i had no idea until i was a business owner mm -hmm. what was involved and i still have no idea <laughs> <laughs> so i asked the guy next to me um everything uh, because you know in 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 medical school and nursing school we're not taught a lot of this mm -hmm. so we don't know a lot of business so we rely on people who have Edu an education in the various aspects of business. So we want we are going to delve start delving into the business aspects. Uh, we're going to have like this was going to be back up. Uh, this program will be on YouTube 
um, by next week. So you can kind of ha let friends know that um, we will have these presented and be able to have these also in our webinar, in our courses for you yep. to look at later. A little bit more extensive. We're going to yeah. jump into it. I think, you know, business is important. It's what makes us continue working. We, I think a lot of us, of course, enjoy what we do, mm -hmm. right? But, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to pay the bills. You've got to pay for your employees. Um, and at least make some money so you can enjoy your little vacations here and there. <laughs> like London. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of us as practitioners don't uh, realize it. And uh, I think it's important and prudent, even if you don't own a business, to help understand how wherever you are working, how your performance affects the business as a whole. Yeah. Because if you're not helping the business become successful, Unfortunately, that business may close and, you know, you have to do your part to help the people cre continue to keep your doors open, right? Yeah, and I think it's important that, that everyone in the business, it could be, you know, employees on up to management, understand what it costs to run a business. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people don't understand that there are a lot of liabilities involved. You've got rent, you've got malpractice, you've got liability insurance, you've got heat, air conditioning, <laughs> products, you know, it, all these consumables. And a lot of uh, maybe employees don't understand that a lot of the owners are making less money than they are because we want this business to grow. So there's so many different variables involved. But we're yeah. going to, we're going to be, bringing Enoch Kwok in with us, who mm -hmm. is um, who is a <laughs> business guru, and we rely yes. on him tremendously to help us in our in our business. <laughs> so business guru. Well, thank you, everybody. We do. Thank you, guys. <laughs> so let's have him seat. talk uh -oh. a little bit about himself <laughs> and how he got started. Sure. <laughs> well, as you can see, my last name, there's some familiarity <laughs> there, probably. And you're looking at uh, like a spitting image of somebody here. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, Gideon, Dr. Kwok is my brother. And, um, you know, the reality is that's how I got in the business. It's something where I got in the business as kind of like a initial family thing, I would say. Um, it's something that I've been now going back to my bio here. I think I hit the button there. I've been working with Skin Perfect now for nearly 16 years. Um, I did start out as a, I guess, start out at the bottom. Moved on to move to the top, I guess, in some <laughs> sense. Um, I started out as a kind of like helping out the front desk with kind of, again, the goal to move on into management in terms of an office manager position. And so, um, you know, 16 years has gone by really quickly, yes. like really fast. <laughs> um, CEO of, of Skinberg Matters, guys. Obviously, the aesthetic immersion I'm also part of. You haven't seen me before because I'm mostly behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, a lot of tech stuff, a lot of... Um, Bean counting, as Lori puts <laughs> it, too. <laughs> I, I call him our bean counter. <laughs> Lori got me the bean counter, master bean counter. I didn't know you really remembered that. No, but, yeah. I should change my title to Chief B. <laughs> Chief Bean. Chief Bean. Chief Bean counter. Chief, bean, Chief, Chief bean. CBC, right? But your degree, go back, your degree is from Berkeley in? Yeah, I, I studied actually electrical engineering and computer science <laughs> in, in Berkeley. Uh, it's almost 20 plus years ago, 2001. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I think that analytical component, yeah. um, being so detail-oriented is, is really what's made you so good at what you're yeah. doing now. You know, I guess, you know, in, in electrical engineering and computer science, what you are doing and learning about is ones and zeros, right? right. <laughs> it's is counting, yeah. it's like zero and one. It's right. just, you go this way, you go this way. So you're developing logic pathways for electrons to go across different components, mm, right? Yeah. So that's really what electrical engineering is. Computer scientists programming those electrical components to do certain things. And so arguably in business, I kind of come with a, mo a bit more of a logical approach. 
you know, and I, I know that's sometimes challenging um, for some providers. Emotional. Um, <laughs> <laughs> emotional. emotional. Yes. You know, part of what I'm doing now and kind of how I started getting into, I guess, this talking part of a, a business, um, I was invited as a GAIN business faculty speaker now. And if you follow with, with GAIN and Galderma, they have a great business course. Uh, we just had in early May, I was a speaker here in, in LA, and I also spoke last year in Phoenix. I have something coming up in Atlanta in September, so I'll also be speaking at one of their events there too. But part of the GAIN business, they have a, uh, this, this, this logo that they have, and their logo really is, is a brain. And it's basically a picture of a, a, the left brain and the right brain. And the right brain, of course, is, to, is the artsy side of the brain, right? It's the yes, creative side. That's us. And a lot of providers <laughs> end up becoming, are that. They stand, they come from that area. They, they want to have this artistic side, this creative side to um, their practice. And, um, but in, 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 in any business, there is the left side that also needs to kind of come together to kind of complete that, that I guess, the full circle or complete mm -hmm. the brain. And that's where the numbers, the bean counting, the ones and zeros, the dollar signs, right? That's where I come into play. And that also, in my opinion, is equally important yes. as well, too. Probably more important. More important. <laughs> you know, again. If you're not making money, you have you no place. Survive. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, the, someone has to be watching those beans, yeah. right? Someone yes. has to be watching the bank account. We're just like, la, 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 let's inject. You know. <laughs> right? And, yeah. you know, Can I buy that machine? Mm -hmm. I want that machine. Right. He's like, no. Yeah. And again, a lot of people came into the, the business of aesthetics, um, you know, many providers into the world of aesthetics for different reasons, right? A lot of them come in, you know, they, the grind of, of the hospital environment. Right. Um, they're just, you know, traditional healthcare from what I've heard is no longer the same as it was it once no, was, it's not. you know, yeah. so people have thought of aesthetic medicine as medicine as the happy, you see happy patients. Mm -hmm. It's a for happy side part. of medicine. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, mm -hmm. It's definitely very trendy and growing within the industry, oh right? Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, it's, it's definitely, we're seeing a lot of that. <laughs> Everybody uh, wants to get into aesthetics. Absolutely. And, you know, this is what we, it's the mindset, like this, it can be fun, it can be entertaining, it, it does provide a lot of the creative freedom, right? You don't For have sure. to deal with a lot of maybe some of the medical hierarchies and medical structures of like mm -hmm. insurance and Ugh. all these other, that, that type of stuffy bureaucracy Which management. Which makes me happy every day <laughs> that I'm yeah. not submitting a referral to the committee of high school seniors. Right. Yes. Ugh. You know, right. I bet no a lot offense of to any high school seniors out there, but yeah. I absolutely. bet a lot of, a lot of you guys experience the same thing. You have gone through that, that journey in your healthcare, in your career and have decided, you know what, you know, maybe there is something here. There is something in aesthetic medicine, um, that I want to practice. Um, but the, the challenges in, is, is when you get into this field, since there is no insurance to deal with, who, who is, who's ultimately paying your bills? It's mm -hmm. the customer. And when you think from that perspective, you're entering into field of what I kind of term as retail medicine. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a retail sure. component of this part of medicine that you need to kind of think about from a retail business perspective. What does retail do? Well, we're retailer, we're selling a good, we're selling a product, right? We're selling it to a general marketplace. And the marketplace is, in a, in a capitalist society, arguably, is something where you have to survive, you have to be the fittest, you have to be the most, uh, I guess, economical, but you also have to be able to figure out how to grow. And I guess, as, as we were talking about earlier, pay your bills mm -hmm. and make sure there's a little bit left over at the end of the day for yourself to do something with. Or um, if your aspirations do more, maybe grow a practice to more than one location. Um, or quite frankly, not even that. You just maybe want to have time to hire another provider right. so you can have time to have some time freedom. You know what I mean? Um, right. And move on with <laughs> other aspirations, right? And so when we were kind of thinking about AI business, right? 
Um, there's a, several categories of people that we think can benefit from, from this. And again, as we've been running with aesthetic immersion for uh, at least the online part for nearly two years now, and a lot of people ask a lot of business questions. Like, what about this? What about this product? Do we carry this? Do you want to bring this technology on? Do you think this injectable is a good one to carry? Um, you know, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. Um, and part of it is also for me, as I kind of think about the business in general, is de determining and de kind of helping to define like where, where your goals are and what category do you fall into, right? And so these are kind of the three categories that I kind of have pinpointed that I think and I hope will benefit from AI business as we start talking more about um, really paying attention to, again, the number side of the aesthetic medicine. Um, an employee, right? You're employed or, or contracted in aesthetic practice. I think you will benefit from something like this because as, again, as Gideon mentioned earlier, you know, we, you want to be a part of something. If you're just an employee and you're, you know, you're not really having any aspirations to really own your own practice right now, right? But you're at a practice. Us as managers and as business owners, we would definitely love it if all of our provider employees paid attention to their numbers, right? Paid attention to their sales, mm -hmm. paid attention to the revenue. What are they selling? Do they have targeted conversations during their times with the patients, right? Or are they just kind of just chit-chatting about random stuff? And again, there's a time and a place for everything, right? But if you are an employee or you're a contract working for somewhere and you are bringing that in financial intelligence, right? The idea of, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know I'm paying attention to my number. I'm really thinking about not just, well, I'm just here to you know, do one syringe per right. se. I'm not here to just do one area of disport and then I'm, my patient's happy and it's fine. But if you're bringing the idea of, well, maybe we can talk to them and educate them and provide that, that opportunity to um, potentially upsell them on some additional services or cross-sell them on different types of, uh, you know, cross-sell. For example, if your injections cross-selling them into facials, selling them to skincare products. But if you as an employer are aware of that, an employer will definitely highly value that. And more importantly, potentially provide other maybe financial incentives too that you can then grow your career and grow your income in that way as well mm -hmm. too, right? Um, you, if, again, you're currently working in aesthetics, but you have a dream of owning a practice. I think AI business potentially will help you with that too, because we're going to start teaching about some fundamentals. Uh, we're going to start with kind of like some top line, um, what I, I, I'm kind of coining to be like the four Ps, some top line concepts of things you need to pay attention to. And so hopefully along this journey with learning with us as we're going to be teaching and quite frankly, peeking behind the, the window, peeking behind, what is that, that <laughs> yeah. the term? Peeking behind the curtain behind Skin Perfect Medical. Um, you know, Skin Perfect Medical right now, we're in business for 17 years. Um, we currently have about eight locations here in Southern California, and we also have about 100 plus employees. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of mouths to feed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. Um, that in and of itself is like a whole, quite frankly, unending topic of how to deal with people, right? Oh. On, on both sides, the and, customers and... And, what, and, and yeah. what's so good is that it's not a franchise. Yes. This is what's interesting about the, all these clinics being together is, is we are all kind of like one big family. Mm -hmm. And we all very much uh, believe in the same culture. Mm -hmm. And we have a culture manager. Yep. So when you get this big, there's so many things that you have brought into this to help us all really think similarly and have yeah. the same values and goals yep, which is right. wonderful yep. so you've done you've done so much but just part of that yeah <laughs> and again i think to that point you know if you know how we started out you know smaller offices mm -hmm. we had a handful of employees how do you get from a handful of employees to having 
dozens of handfuls of employees, <laughs> you know, that path, that journey that we've had throughout the, these, you know, again, 15 plus 16 years, um, we're going to be talking a little bit about that and sharing that story and going through a lot of hopefully where we're at right now, but also highlighting some of the errors we made, highlighting some of the problems we encountered over the years and mm -hmm. how to um, management decisions, employee choices, employee decisions, um, financial decisions that we made that were not great. For example, buying a $200,000 paperweight, literally <laughs> sitting yes. in the corner of a room that's been, that was sitting there paying itself by just occupying space, you know? <laughs> so hopefully so we'll, we'll be covering a lot of those topics over, again, over the time of that we're gonna be talking about AI business. Yeah, here. so yeah. you can learn from um, choices that could have been better. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And you won't, in your business, you won't need to make the same, you'll, you'll learn more about how to make decisions and how to make choices so you can make financially sound choices that will right. benefit you in every respect. Yeah. So kind of learning from our mistakes in a way. Um, but you know, we're, we're so willing to share that with you to help you grow your business that we think this learning through our business courses and our business yep. information that we want to offer, this is going to be very, very profound and very um, needed. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's something where if you can learn from somebody that's been there, yeah. yes. you, what you're going to learn not only is how to succeed, but quite frankly, all the mistakes they've made along the way yeah. and how to do a better job, right? How to maybe avoid some of them. Quite frankly, you're going to make some mistakes and we learn our biggest lessons from those mistakes. And I true. think we sometimes we make the biggest leaps in our business yes. when we're doing, true. when we, when we Very made a true. huge mistake, we're like, Oh, we can't do that ever again. Okay. Um, yeah. but ultimately, you know, as, as business owners and hopefully what we want at aesthetic immersion really is, has been to share a lot of our knowledge, a lot of our experience. I think Gideon and Laura, you can, again, for those that have followed them for a long time, you know, the fact of what they're willing to d to talk about and share is a little bit different than what other people are willing out there in the industry too. And I think on the business side, that's kind of all, we're coming from that same mindset. We're coming right. from that mindset of, hey, we want to peel back the curtain, peel back whatever it is. It's, 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 a, it's a big machine, but we can break it down into components <laughs> to start maybe sharing a little bit how to build that machine. If th again, if that is your goal. Yeah, right. kind, of look, kind of putting pride aside. Yep. Yep. You know, putting pride aside and just being, I think that's how we are. It's like, we're going to, we are unfiltered and we're going to share whatever we have learned and whatever we think is really valuable for you guys. Yeah, right. um, and in the business aspect, that's exactly how we feel. We're going to share what we've learned, yeah. good and bad. Good and and bad. like I said, unfiltered. We, yeah. we want to make sure that you guys do the best you can do in your businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Again, for AI business, if you're currently, if you currently are an aesthetic business owner, maybe you're a solo provider operating out of a, a studio. Um, you know, these we're, we're hopefully be also talking about ideas on profitability. Like what do you need to do if you want to move from a studio into a, maybe a, a more full size clinic? Um, maybe you're again, an injection studio that all you carry is fillers, but maybe I need to add and want to be full service med spa to generate really, really high margins on laser technology or other uh, other equipment that can use that can be used to provide a better outcome treatment outcomes for your patients. Um, we're going to be talking about that as well too. Um, again, as aesthetic business owners, there's varying ranges of what that looks like. Again, solopreneurs, <coughs> solo injectors. Maybe it's just you and your assistant, right? Maybe it's just you and a a, a front desk. So right. we've been there where. I mean, we've been there. I mean, at the end of the day, when we have new offices, we start from scratch. Yes. As Gideon would know. <laughs> Just did We that. start from scratch. Continuing to, you know, keep building from scratch. Exactly. <laughs> I think that that's something that we do like to do because for us, w you know, one thing that's unique about Skin Perfect, as, as Lori mentioned, we don't really operate on a, f a franchise model. Um, 
we don't operate where we have had any outside equity edge funds or investment it's all bootstrapped internally so we're basically making money on this one office potentially hopefully mm -hmm. and then moving it into another office and moving into another office and just moving those buckets because um, one we, we we love pain we love problems <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the day there's a, a drive and a mission to kind of do more in this in this industry right, right. and so uh, again, I think AI business can help you structure and provide some some guidance as to how to maybe start thinking, scaling your business, right? And again, third part, scaling. I just talked about that. Uh, scaling means several different things. Sometimes people mean when they hear the word scale my business, they think, oh, I need to open a new location. No, that doesn't necessarily mean that. Right. It means scaling potentially yourself. Right. How to get another provider on. So um, either if your schedule's booked up like three months out, six months out, and you really want to not have that schedule there, you can bring on another provider and how do you add a new team member? Again, we right. still, we, we, we have challenges with that ourselves in, in Skin Perfect. Right. We're not perfect. We don't, have, we don't have that magic bullet that can say, yeah, we're gonna bring on every, every great provider. Um, but we can talk a little bit about that, talk about that process and right. talk about the mindset of how to think about that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. You know? So I think AI business is something that, again, it has a, it, it's, we're gonna try and attract and talk to a wide range of providers within this industry. And again, not only the providers, but potentially some of your own team members that you have that you rely on to run your business, right? Mm -hmm. True. If you're busy full-time with your providers, uh, seeing patients, you're going to need somebody on your team potentially to help you field those phone calls, to answer the emails, help you post social, answer the DMs, <laughs> right? order your inventory, all that stuff. Yeah. Unless you're just a super person and just doing it all yourself, which you may that's, be. That person be. doesn't sleep. Yes. No. That <laughs> no. person does not sleep. Yep. And so again, the, the first question I always start, um, especially when I'm talking with, uh, about business is what do you want out of your aesthetic career or aesthetic business? You have to start there first. Again, some people, no one, I don't say we, even our goals, sometimes they can change over time too. Yeah, of course. I don't think you imagine that, uh, nope. that we had imagined that we wanted to have eight locations with hundred plus employees when we first started this journey out there. Again, it probably started off like, this seemed like a fun industry. <laughs> let's get into <laughs> yes. it and let's just start. Sure. Um, but Definitely. the growth has been there the last decade, a uh, couple decades, right? We'll continue to and grow. And continue to grow. Mm -hmm. We firmly believe in that. Yeah. But you have to also kind of see how that ties into your own personal goals too. Right. Um, a lot, you know, I, I have For been sure. at some of the game business trainings and I've talked to some people. And basically what it was, was I had some providers talk to me and say, hey, I, I was working at a, a Durham office and I didn't want to have that churn of, I really want to build connection with my patients. I really want to talk to them. I really want to get to know them rather than see a patient every 10 minutes right. and churn, 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 churn. And all they wanted to do was come out and be able to make enough money that would that basically covers what they were making at the Durham office and they were happy and they were fine with that. Yeah. Um, but I've met people that like, hey, you know what? I currently working here. I have three, I have three employees. I want to bring another provider on, a lead provider, but I also want to expand to a new location. Well, how do I do about that? Right. Again, you have to identify your own goals first, right. and then the information we're gonna be sharing hopefully then correlates to that. Right. And, and I think it's long-term and short-term goals. Yes. Like having an idea of what you wanna be in maybe a, few, a year or two years in a stepwise thing, but then also have an, a pathway long-term understanding where you may want to end up. That can definitely shift yep. as you get into it, but I think you have to have that short-term, long-term goal yep. so that you understand how you want to navigate the waters. Because, yes. mm -hmm. you know, there are, as you said, there are a lot of people out there that, 
you know, may just want to have a small clinic and they're happy with that. And then there are other ones that don't realize they look at the grass as greener, but they're really not business savvy. They really don't need to do that. And they need to evaluate, do they really want to take on a business or just to work with somebody who, you know, work for somebody and continue growing somehow within that business. Yeah. There's always opportunities within in businesses to grow even within the practice yes, that you are working Yes, 100%. In. I mean, if you're, if you're a provider and you're, you're treated well by your employer and you want, you're becoming, you want to be a lead provider, that's something that you can, you know, again, AI business hopefully can teach you how to be a, that lead, strong lead, so you're reliable, dependable, and then you don't have necessarily want to deal with the part about owning and owning right. your own practice and managing your own people. A lot of headaches. You know, I <laughs> think that's, I, that's such a good point that we educate the employees, even if they it don't is. want to be an owner um, or, or like a partner or something, because the more you know, the more value you, valuable you will be to your employer. Yes. Yes. And I think having knowledge of business, having knowledge of cost of goods, of mm. consumables, being aware of that only makes you more um, valuable to that employer yeah. because you are more of a team member. You're more there and to help. And that's what it is. It's about building a team, building right. yourself in a family environment. Yeah. I think that's what we do well. I mm -hmm. think in Skin Perfect is we, we really do focus a lot of that, that hopefully our staff, our practitioners, our management all feel as though they're part of this one family because at the end of the day, we spend a gazillion a third hours yeah. a third of your days with in your team the I clinic. think I'm with you more, more than my husband <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's that's why your AI business I think can help every level mm -hmm. of employee and provider at a clinic yes because it just gives people business knowledge that many times we haven't received right. correct and again a lot of times with providers and again we've learned we're here now 16 years later we can tell you early on it wasn't something we really paid attention to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's like, well, we just need a provider to learn how to inject toxin, right? right? We just need a provider to learn how to get thermal filler. We need a provider to learn how to operate a laser and obviously do, do provide a great treatment, safety, all that. Um, but it wasn't until later when we started really starting to grow and thinking, well, we need to get people, more people involved in that growth. Yeah. It can't just be coming from Gideon. It can't just be coming from Lori. It has to come from other team members. Well, you know, as again, we need to get that buy-in from the rest of our team. And this is, then you need to provide the education. You need to provide that knowledge and that know-how. And again, this is something with AI business, you can learn some things to yourself. Mm -hmm. And maybe you are a lead in, in, in a practice. Then these are things that you can, you can maybe take back and teach your other team members yeah. as well too. Right. Uh, our objectives, at least you know how I see it, is our goal is to try and teach you what do, what do, what do I, what do you need to know to be a successful aesthetic provider? What do you, I need to know to run a successful aesthetic business? and how do I grow a practice, right? How will I grow my practice? Mm -hmm. Again, right. these are the questions that hopefully we're gonna answer for you during our time in AI business. And again- This could be a four-year college course. I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and arguably, really, yeah. There's a lot there. But with you. And with you. And more yeah. with you rather than for you. Yeah. I don't think there's an, a specific answer or to any of this. I think it, it's dependent on where you wanna go. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We're gonna try and learn with you, but also on the journey. And again, our job, our goal, our, our hope is that as, a, as an industry that we're growing stronger across the board, right? right. More mm -hmm. profitable med spas, I think it's great for the industry. Yep. It, it reaches out to more, 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 more clientele and their happier clientele. 
and it's just going to be better off for overall. Yeah, business. I mean, yeah. I think, uh, you know, right now we're still in the early stages of the growth of the med spa industry. And I think the more people are doing more successful practices from building a good practice to good providers who are getting good injection techniques and getting very less complication rates, it elevates the whole industry that the industry gets recognized. I think we've had a step back, back when I was, you know, 18 years ago when I started, it was more of the faux pas of getting Botox, the faux pas of getting fillers. And, you know, we'll fast forward now, I think people are getting a little bit more comfortable getting these things done. And so, you know, I think we're on the right pathway to help the industry grow. And I think creating the right businesses the, that the industry continues to grow properly um, is important. Yeah. Yeah, I think AI business, we want to help you succeed. We don't want you to go and open a business and not be prepared with yeah. the information that you need. Yeah. I was messaged by a, a nice person uh, recently who had invested all of her life savings and retirement into a new business and opened up a new business without one patient and said that she's losing everything because she only has one patient a week and she can't afford to stay open and it's her entire retirement. Wow. And oh. you know, my question is how long have you been injecting? What did you do? What research did you do? How did you, and, and I didn't get quite the whole story, but I feel really bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these people might really benefit before you make that leap, mm -hmm. before you open a clinic, become more business savvy yeah. and learn more about it. Like where, what can I do to be successful? Yeah, right. And I think that's where AI business can come in yeah. to help these people. And even on that growth path, you know, Laura, you mentioned, you know, you're a provider and at the end of the day, we're not, the hope isn't necessarily that you're the only person doing every single thing in your business either too. <laughs> you're hopefully you're not treating during eight patients or seeing eight patients during the day and at nighttime crunching your numbers and then looking at this and evaluating da 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 da. Hopefully also as part of this process, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about how to also delegate some of that and learn when to delegate. Again, we've all been there when we're small businesses. That's the hardest thing, though, as yeah. practitioners <laughs> in medicine, we're a little OCD, obsessive, <laughs> control freaks yeah. a little bit because that's part of what we do. We take care of patients and we need to see it through. And I think that is great in medicine, <laughs> but sometimes in business, it's a detriment. Yeah because you don't know when to give up the reins. I yeah. think that's a big, big lesson yeah. learned. And you know, quite frankly, that's a realization <laughs> that didn't happen overnight. Yeah. <laughs> right. it's, been, it's been, it's many years. And even then we're not all perfect in that regards too, but it's something that's, you know, uh, you know, as a small business owner, you have to have a mental mindset. You have to have mental toughness. You have to want to succeed. Obviously you, you want to be in the best situation set up for success, right? And I think with AI business, our goal is to hopefully provide a little bit of that information to set up right. and to get you on that start on that path. And again, because we also have the experience of growing from a couple off one office, two offices to where we're at right now too, we also have the ability for somebody that has a, a good successful practice right now and how, and start thinking about how you need to, if you, if your goal is to open more than one location right. to start thinking about what that next location mm -hmm. looks right. like. And to, you know, to, to help you with more of a regimented type of a thing, because a lot of our decisions, I think, sometimes become very emotional. And when you're stuck doing things emotionally, you're very reactive. And the whole goal, hopefully, is to create a nice, not only say a prescription, but a nice outline of stepwise how you could potentially grow, how you could potentially move along in the successfulness yeah. of your career. Yeah, of absolutely.
And so these are kind of the, the, the four P's. This is where I talk to my management team about, um, and these are the four topics that quite frankly, as I mentioned, these are the whole overarching things of when I think about of building a business and starting a business. Um, the four P's here, the profit, the product, the process, and the people, right? And so again, as I'm covering some of these topics here, um, if you have any questions, definitely type them in, let us know, and we'll try and see how many questions we can get answered, especially if it's specific to your situation. Um, and we're gonna try and answer some of those and maybe help you guys out, if, especially if you're awesome. currently struggling some things right now. But these are the big four topics, right? And th from, this, the, from these four overarching topics, then it, the, the tree expands <laughs> down to a lot of different things, right? right? Profitability, and these all tie in together. You know, a product that, you're bringing, that you wanna bring on board, how is it profitable? What is the process you need to bring that product to make it profitable? Mm -hmm. And then who are the people that you're gonna put behind that process to bring that profit to product to profitability? Right. <laughs> right. You know, all the piece tying together in many which ways. Very true. And so, you know, the profit and pro profit by far for me is the number one thing. That's why you're getting business, right? <laughs> At the end of the day, you're, you, you need to have a profit. And yet your profit could just end up becoming your, your base sal your salary in terms of what you're making. And that's perfectly great. That's perfectly understandable. Um, but say you have a goal that you want to open another lo a larger location. Well, you need to make profit to have that money to invest in the new right. location, right? To do, um, to do a build out, quite frankly. How much does it cost to build out a new facility? Is it how much do you charge? How much do you plan to do that per square foot? Um, and what, what's your timeline like that too? I mean, those are things we've all been through. Um, and we'll see, again, there's gonna be a certain section of people that participate with us that it's gonna be a small percentage that really want to maybe expand their business in that capacity. I think a big part of people expands, a big part of our, our group here probably is like so, solo providers. They're kind of out there facing it, figuring out, and hopefully we're gonna be that support system for you too. Yeah. Again, profitability, right? Speaking on that topic of how much profit I'm making from a product, right? Um, you know, we talk about certain things like gross margins, profit margins, and net profitability, gross profitability. Um, exp you know, we're gonna talk about, talk about budgeting, right? How do you look at a budget? <laughs> what are the things you need to kind of pay attention to when there's many other things you need to pay attention to mm -hmm. just as a provider too. We're gonna try and speed that up, maybe make that uh, concise so we can give you to what? Prioritize what your energy is on, prioritize what your focus is on. Sure. But at the end of the day, we need to calculate out your profit and profit ties into what products you're selling, how much you're selling it for, um, the way in which you're selling it too. Like, are you selling it as one syringe at a time, one area of dis one area of product? Are you selling it as per uh, per per CC? Like, how does that impact the way you're going to be profitable, generating your money, generating your revenue? Right. Um, you know, a lot of times when we've purchased equipment in the past, and you guys will all encounter this at some point in time with the salespeople, right? They're going to come knocking on your door. They're <laughs> going to come bring it, rolling in their shiny new machine. Mm -hmm. They're going to bring in their white papers. They're going to bring in their before after photos and be like, hey, you can make X amount, you can make $50,000 this month or tw in six months time, you're going to pay back your unit. And, but they've based off this ideal situation of calculating, hey, I have six patients a day paying you X number of dollars per this treatment. Um, and lo and behold, once you get that machine and board, once you actually purchase that unit, <laughs> not to say all salespeople are bad, but you end up 
finding that they disappear from your phone, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the, the whole motto is if you, if you want to get rid of a, oh, yeah. a device salesman, you buy their equipment. <laughs> and then they're like, crickets. Yes. Not yes. all of them, but that's like the kind of, that's our motto. But, yes. But yeah, like sometimes they're, they're gone. Yeah, so maybe, you know, we probably will think about a course, like how do you evaluate what energy device to buy? Yeah reality what's the reality versus what's the ideal right well mm -hmm. can you sell 10 patients a day on a endless technology probably not but how many patients do you need to sell at what price point in order to at least one break even on a monthly basis right how can you pay your lease or your loan that you that you borrow the money for that um personally me from a business perspective i would never encourage you to pay a, a piece of equipment up front it's an upfront that's just my business philosophy. I'd rather figure out how to get a loan for that, find a five-year lease for that. So you can, again, amortize it over time, make those payments and get that depreciation too. But more importantly, not tying up your cash in a piece of equipment that may not generate that much cash for you on a month to month basis. Right. You know what I mean? That that cash potentially could be allocated for something else like marketing, right? Put it into a marketing budget right. that could potentially drive in new patients. And so we're gonna be kind of going in a little bit of profitability, talk profit talk there. Products, of course, again, if you're following Gideon Laurie and Aesthetic Immersion, we're talking a lot about different types of fillers and education on how to, how to, be, how to do the, how to perform those treatments. Um, but we're going to talk about the profitability of the product, mm -hmm. which products on the market are, are going to be more profitable than others. Right. And the good thing about AI from us is we have the ability to be unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> we have the ability to, we, we, we play in the pool of the same vendors for the most part in the U.S. Um, one of the good things about the U.S. is it's limited portfolio, so there's less confusion. But one of the challenges in this market, too, is there are only so many players. Okay. So how do you deal with those players? I mean, how are you negotiating with your players on that product, with those vendors on the product, right? Because if you can save $10, $15, $20 on that one syringe, that only adds to your profitability. Right. But how do you get there? How do you do that? Uh, a lot of times we're only ordering in when we're smaller. And again, we get it. You have limited budget. You have limited cash. I can only buy this much product, but you're not going to get the best deal. And that affects your profitability, right? So we're going to, again, maybe highlight a little <laughs> bit on that and talk about how potentially to get to uh, saving money on the side to invest and invest doesn't necessarily mean expanding. Invest means maybe I wanted this next month or next quarter, spend this extra two, $3,000 that I've saved up to buy a bulk order of product that I can maybe make a deal on. Mm -hmm. And I make that deal that I'm gonna make an extra $1,000 from that $2,000 investment. And that's how you start thinking about really Parlay. maximizing. Right, Parlay. Parlay. Maximizing <laughs> profitability. Yeah, and, and it's, it's important for, for people to know, both employees and employers, to know that like when we look at this, we look at, con they're called consumables. Right. And we look at what's the cost of our consumable and what are we charging for it? And then we see everybody run sales all the time. So how much can I discount something and still make a profit margin yeah. on it? Because it's not just the product. It's the room, it's the liability, it's the employee fee, it's the disability, it's the social security. It's, you know, there's so many other costs involved mm -hmm. in products and treatments yep, yep. that sometimes people don't think about. Yeah, so right. in this, in this um, AI business, we'll be kind of going through a lot of that, which yep. I think is gonna be really beneficial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. profit margins, right? As Lori yeah. uh, meant to just talk about, uh, just throwing out there a quick KPI, right? What should you be looking for in a product? Um, Tell them what a KPI is. A key performance indicator, right? <laughs> I basically is numbers, numbers that you kind of want to pay attention to over time, and these are the the key 
numbers for your business that hopefully lead you to provide better performance. So these are the numbers that you're measuring. These are the numbers that you are calculating and comparing from month to month, quarter to quarter, um, year to year. And so, you know, a KPI is a gross margin, is a profit margin. How much money am I making from this product? Mm -hmm. So for example, if you're buying a syringe of filler, it costs you $250, but you're selling it for $800, that's great. You know, you have a certain profit margin there, but if you're only selling it for 500, if you're selling it for 400, well then your profit margins decreased, right? And so those are the things we're gonna start talking about that. Um, you know, and then a, a lot of the other P kind of moving, moving forward is the process, right? Processes become very important in a business because processes are things that you rely on to just run and to flow. Like what's the process of checking in a patient, right? What's the process of scheduling a patient? Right. What's the process of, again, even just thinking about product purchasing? What's the process of thinking about how to evaluate a piece of equipment as well too? Again, these are things that I'll be very honest, we, we, we kind of intrinsically do, but sometimes we haven't put on paper. So I, even for me now, I'm challenged to put these things onto paper <laughs> and to develop an SOP. A lot of business people that have heard that terminology an SOP, a standard operating procedure, basically is just a bunch of processes. And, and the processes itself are living too. They're, the SOP is a living document. It changes with time. Yeah. It changes with, uh, you know, of course, you know, like COVID happened a couple of years ago, right? All the processes, all the SOPs that we had written for business, whoop, they went out the door. <laughs> Like who knew you had to shut down your business for a couple of months yeah. you know, in sunny California here. Um, but how do you adapt and how do you have that process, right? And so these are the things that we're gonna hopefully be starting to cover a little bit more, cover how we, how we think about that and even share some of the process that we have within Skin Perfect um, and how we then approach that process, again, to help out with the other piece, to build a product, to get us to, again, ultimate goal of being profitable, right? And finally, a people. People, the four P. I mean, for me, as a business owner, profitability is the most important. But in order to achieve the profitability from a financial side, you need to have the people on board. Yeah. Yep. And people refers to really both sides of this equation, right? The people you work with, your team members, your employees, um, but it also refers to your customers too. What's the customer experience that you're creating for your, what are you thinking, how are you thinking about that? What's the process that you're really, again, ingrained in your team to treat them right. How are you feeling a phone call? You know, how are you feeling that lead? What are you doing with that phone call? What are you doing with that email? Um, once, once, once somebody's reaching out to your business, um, when, how are you doing with the DMs, right? What are you doing on that regards? Um, and then the other side, the flip side of that is the people that we work with on a day in day out basis. The people that are there building our business, the people that are, you know, front lines, feeling those phone calls, answering those emails, uh, doing a lot of the work. Um, the, we hear a lot of word about culture. We'll be talking a lot about, you know, trying to talk about cultures a lot too. Um, for us, for me, people almost in a bigger holistic business sense, people before profits. You hear that a lot in an altruistic way. And I'm not, again, I said earlier from a business mind, profitability <laughs> is most important, but you don't get profitability if you don't have the right people on board to help you get exactly. there. Exactly, you know? exactly. And a lot of times that's w one of the challenges in scaling your business because you are, you've, you've built a business certain level of profitability, but, but, but you've built it around yourself. You've built it around the way you've done it, mm -hmm. your thinking, your mentality, your mindset. But at the end of the day, when you hire another person, they're not gonna be thinking the exact same way you think. Right. They're not gonna be doing the things exactly the same way you do. So how do you either adapt to that, bring it on, or do you provide training to help them to adapt to the way you're doing it? But ultimately, even then, it's still gonna be different. 
everybody is still going to have their unique way of doing things. Like in artistry, right? In, in aesthetics from a creative side, everyone, there's different approaches to doing the same thing. With business, it's kind of going to be very similar as well, too. There are going to be different approaches, but ultimately what ties people together, what ties the diverse diversity amongst your team is the idea of culture. And that will also be kind of discussed as well, too. You know, Lots of topics. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's so important because, as you know, I'm looking for, um, I'm looking for another practitioner. And yep. this hire, to me, is an incredibly important because I want to grow my practice, but this is I, this person I want to kind of be a lead eventually. And yeah. and it's so important because I want someone to have those same you know core values yep. um, because our team gets along so well that I don't want to put a hitch in the get along. Yeah. I want I want it to flow. So this is a it's I have to be very, very thoughtful and hire slowly and be very thoughtful about it. So I think a lot of the game business, like what we've talked about with business as far as how we look at things and how we hire and the different the different things we put people through and the questions we ask have a lot to do with who we bring on and how they'll fit into the culture yeah. or be like-minded with patience. With me, it's patience first, yep. it's safety. It's So um, that's very, very important as we hire and grow. Yeah, absolutely. It, again, we while we're able to do a lot ourselves and we were able to grow our business to a certain level until we actually learned how to delegate, even for me, to delegate and expand the team, that's when we really took off our growth. And a lot of that, it's, it's, we had to go through a lot of struggles. We had a lot of team members that weren't the right fit early on and we made mistakes. We made mistakes in hiring. We still don't have 100% ratio, 100% at bat in terms of hiring the right people too. We, we, we still, even with all our systems that we have and process in place, we still fall short sometimes, but that's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. You know, we but what I we're grounded in a process though, and I think that's what we're trying to do, right? Yep. And so we're again, we're hopefully trying to share some information regarding again all those four P topics. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of talk. <laughs> it's unending, kind of like like injection training and all that. It's, it's unending. There's just so many things to to learn about. Yeah. Um, so where do I start? This is kind of like a little 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 cheat sheet here um, for some of you. If you're not even really remotely interested in numbers, but you're starting to like, you know what? I need to start thinking, paying attention to it. I need to really start paying attention. Um, what we're going to do, this is where I start. I, I'm recommending you track your daily sales. Again, this applies to if you're just an employee in, a, in, in practice to for sure you need tracking your daily sales if you are a owner of a business, right? You need to be looking at that number. Um, I would say if you want to take it a step further, identify what you've sold because that starts giving you a uh, an idea of a distribution of what, what your, cl your clientele is, where your demographic is. Um, it also gives you an idea of where maybe you can expand. So for example, um, in early on in Skin Perfect, in Skin Perfect, and even in some of our offices right now, 90% uh, of our business is injections. 90% of the business is injectables. But, we all, but from a business perspective, it's great because that's the fun part of aesthetics, right? A lot of providers want to just be injectors and master injectors and all that. But when you start looking from a business lens, when you're injecting a syringe in somebody, there's a high consumable cost. There's a high cost of goods. Again, $200, $250 for a syringe of something, you know, mm -hmm. 300 for certain, yeah. for certain products, right? Yeah. But when you start looking into other arenas in the aesthetic space in terms of other services, body sculpting, for example, uh, we, we do a lot of cool sculpting. Um, there's a higher margin in cool sculpting. When you think about it, not only from the fact of that it's doing something else, uh, it's targeting different, well, not only from the fact that the consumable cost is low relative to what we were charging for that treatment, there's also the concept of you're not occupying your time. 
right? You're not occupying your time to go see a cool sculpting patient. So you're hiring potentially in um, uh, some other provider, some other, maybe an RN, maybe an LVN, depending on your state, depending on where you're at, maybe an MA to provide that treatment. So you're generating thousands of dollars from somebody that arguably you're not paying 50, 7, $500 an hour to do that treatment. So again, that matters, right? In terms of getting to that profitable number. So identify what you sold does help to start maybe opening your mindset to thinking, maybe I can add a different service, right? right. Um, KPIs here. These are the quick ones, profit margin. Again, how much are you making per treatment that you're selling? Uh, revenue per hour. These are the th this one actually is a newer one. We used to kind of track more ticket sales, um, but revenue per hour um, starts to really matter when you start thinking about, well, on the next line, your fixed expenses per hour, right? How much money do you really, are you spending just from not even opening the lights on, just literally just walk in the door, mm -hmm. you have no patience that day, you burn money. Yeah. How much are you spending? I mean, just as an example from Skin Perfect, one of our offices has a, has a, a annual payroll about $2 million, a $2 million payroll annually. So if you think about from a numbers perspective per hour, how do I get that number? Well, roughly you want to divide by 2,000. There are 2,000 hours in a year of standard business operating. Again, that's kind of four day, five days a week, four, five days a week, four weeks a month. So about 2,000 hours. So you can think with a $2 million payroll divided by 2,000 hours a year, we need to basically be where our fixed expense just on payroll alone is 1,000 an hour. So if in, a, in a day in that office, if we're not doing $8,000 just from sales from that day, we're literally losing money just on the payroll alone. And that doesn't include rent, yeah. utilities, insurance, marketing, buying supplies, inventory, all of that. That doesn't include any of that. That's just literally payroll. And so once we, again, we're going to, this is a, a KPI that you should figure out how much that costs, how much does your rent cost, how much your insurance costs. And these are things that we're thinking about developing for, for AI business, really yeah. just workshop stuff. Monthly revenue, compare that. And then a key factor, a key KPI really is consoles per month. How many new consoles are you getting per month? And then there's other various KPIs on that console per month. So these are some of the things that, where do I start? Where to start thinking about um, some things that we're going to be hopefully covering over this next as you join us here, there's no next yeah. limited time. There's just so yeah. much stuff here. Yeah. Um, this is kind of what we're going to hopefully learn from aesthetic immersion as a whole, right? Grow your practice through continued ed aesthetic education, AI training and mentorship with Gideon Laurie, and then kind of financial and operational education, AI business coming soon. This is kind of what we're hoping to kind of develop and build for you guys out there. Um, again, trying to be this holistic, uh, unfiltered, just real information that we can share with yeah. you from our experience. I think here. the cool thing is we're, we're considering doing more workshops for the AI business, yeah. which yes. I think is amazing idea. Yeah. You grab your numbers, you sit down during this workshop and you're crunching your own numbers yep. so that you understand really what you're doing. I think watching people talk about it is one thing, but if you're actually sitting there doing it yourself, with someone guiding you on how to do it, that's where you really, really, yes. it hits you hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think it, really it means something. It becomes more real. Yes. When you bring your own business numbers, you're bringing your gross, you're bringing all, the, all your consumables, you're bringing your numbers to the course um, and the meetings and you are crunching, where, you know, you've got yeah. little sections to fill in and you're yeah. figuring out um, what's going on with your business? Where is it? Where can yeah. I work at? Where am I, where am I losing profits? Where can I, where can I Gain. make, make yeah. more? Do I need more employees to make more per hour? Yeah. Whatever it might be, but it's going to help you evaluate your business very, very clearly. Yeah. We, mm. we, we feel again, as we, I don't know if there are any questions here. I don't know if we have time, but a few no. questions, but <laughs> oh gosh, you talked. know, we talked about AI business and again, we're, we're, <coughs> we're going to be 
thinking from a different angle. Really, you guys, you guys are providers, right? You, you're, you're busy with patients and learning about you know, how to inject and all that stuff. And super important, obviously, that, that's what drives the revenue. But I think we were thinking about, well, how can we really get this information saturated in you and really soaked in with you? It, it comes from a workshop, applying it to what your, your own numbers are. Because yeah. again, you could ask millions of questions about, hey, what do you think about this? But then every case is different. Right. Right. But if we continue along of what we want to do from an aesthetic immersion side and really develop these immersive experiences, I think from a business perspective, we can, del we can talk a little bit more about with you specifically and get you that immersive business consulting, arguably. It's not true consulting, but really developing these workshops. And again, stay on the lookout for our emails. Um, again, once we're planning on launching a lot of these workshops um, next year, um, maybe, maybe if we can squeeze the end of this year, but probably most likely next year, but we're gonna start developing some online courses first, right? All right. Um, we can maybe we run like out on Twitter. Maybe. <laughs> oh, we can't really run too late. Talk too we much. talk too much. <laughs> I'm going to try and get, we're going to save some of those questions. I mean, I, I saw some things with hiring and firing and all these other HR questions. Yes, we'll be covering a lot of that. Um, I wish we I didn't talk too much, I guess. This could be a, like I said, this could be a college course. Yeah. I do, unfortunately. So it, this gives you an idea of what AI business is looking towards and what our goal is. So spread the word, let people know that we are starting this program and we're gonna be starting these workshops and it's gonna be really, really beneficial to everyone, employees and owners alike out there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. So how how soon is this gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably we'll what people are gonna Yeah, we're definitely gonna, we already have some, I already have some power, some decks created. I'm still working on some worksheets here and there. Uh, I obviously have to kind of get behind the camera now. Again, as I mentioned earlier, <laughs> normally I'm behind behind the camera. <laughs> so I have to be in front of the camera now, um, kind of sharing some of the things that, that we've done over the years together So and sharing with you guys. So yeah, we'll be putting some, I'm hoping to get some stuff within the next couple months. You know, yeah. stay tuned again, social media, Instagram, stay tuned to our emails. If you don't have signed up for that, uh, we'll definitely be launching. We, we might be coming know. to a city near you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Well, thank, yeah. you thank you very you much. Thank well, that was our podcast for today. Well, be sure to check out our other episodes. And as always, thank you for tuning in to the Aesthetic Immersion Podcast. Catch you next time.